Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall. I'm with my guy, Robbie Falke, to talk some kicks. We've got some rocking and copping. we got some news. We've got some interesting topics to dive into. And we're just going to jump right into it. What's good, man? How you been? I'm good. I've been eating nonstop these little King's Hawaiian rolls with bacon, red onion, tomato, and a pineapple slice. How do you uh, feel about that? Uh, God, my mouth is salivating right now. I just that crushed one amazing. before we started recording. I was like, oh, <laughs> there's amazing. one more in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I might have to. I have to make that. I might have to make that happen this weekend. That sounds so good. So I'm too good. It's like six ingredients, <laughs> and it's all like just cutting. It's super easy. Um, how are you, though? Yep. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, 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 I guess I'm hungrier than I thought I was now that you said that, but, um, you know, life's good. Can't complain. Finally kind of getting back into like a normal flow of things. So I'm ready to get back to recording more frequently. I feel like, I feel like it's just been like forever since I had like a consistent recording schedule, you know, it so. is, it's tough to maintain and it's tough when there's four people um, many kids involved with that now at this point. So it's just a, a, a lot of families, a lot of stuff going on, but um happy yep. to have you here. And yeah, we're still talk some news, right? Some very general stuff. A couple of things that's been burning on my mind. Um, you know, I'll just get us started with rocking and copping. So only two of us here. I, I kind of got a little greedy with the, what I've been rocking, but <laughs> there's two different phases in my days nowadays so still on the nano two wonder woman reebok uh got a personal trainer and i wear these twice a week i nice. absolutely love these shoes um have had many people tell me the nano three is even better so we'll have to see how about that um i'm not a huge you know i'm not a big guy so i'm not like really comparing all these different gym shoes to me the nano two is great I don't have a lot of comparison, but I'm also not hyper athletic, so I don't need all the speed. Um, I got to say that Wonder Woman theme is one of the better, like tastefully done. You know, like I, I don't want to like discredit some of the, the maybe Marvel characters that are out there, DC yeah. characters where they've gone just a little too far in trying to like tell a story through the colorways. That one is done, I think, as good as you could possibly make a superhero themed sneaker i feel like the world's biggest eight-year-old where i feel like i'm just like look at how fast i am in my shoes i'm still slow um but then on the flip uh i've been wearing these the past couple of days um kobe questions nice. i had a light discussion with mike about those at this point the amount of questions in the past three years 
it's like a bag of Skittles, but like there's now tropical Skittles, there's traditional Skittles, there's like every yeah. flavor of Skittles. But a lot of Skittles, man. Um, yep. Shout out Marshawn. So, and then I've been trying to run more still in the monster. I actually am a dork and I do clean the white walls. Like these get worn a good amount. Don't get it twisted. I just white walls on shoes that are dirty bother the hell out of me. So I'm a weirdo. That's fair. That's fair. High utility, a, but got to keep clean. Yeah. Yeah. And I, then, uh, oh, you got another one? I have one, the last one. And then the flip to that. Um, I've been wearing the blue, the oh, nice. blue, the goats, blue, the great, blue, the great, yeah. um, Jordan one mid, the only Jordan one mid I'll ever love. And the only one I do, uh, I think the, no, I know the only Jordan one mid I have ever owned. I have one pair of lows, one pair of mids, and then a shit ton of OG highs, but diversity in the ones you got to have at least one yeah, pair of mids. Yeah. How about you? I, uh... Oh, I, I didn't I mean, cop anything. Sorry. You d- wait. You didn't cop no, anything those are at all. all the things I've been. We- I just been wearing, but I went really fast. Right. I, copping is an easy one. Also very fast. Um, on just release uh, the Cloud Surfer shoe that has this new Cloud Tech phase that kind of like it looks like a wave, hence the Surfer, but the little cloud windows aren't in this like a perfect symmetrical line or uh, staggered line. They, they look like a crash, a crashing wave, super clean okay. looking. Um, I'm a little hesitant on the branding across the tongue. Listeners check out the cloud surfer, see if it's for you, but like the side photos on foot, they'll be great, but I want to get a pair of cloud surfers. That's now five shoes for rocking and copping, but I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I only came with two. So uh, this will be a lot quicker, but sorry. Um, both of them are actually recent cops too. So, I've basically been wearing this Adidas Hyperturf Adventure to death. Um, it was 40 bucks. It was actually less than 40 bucks at the outlet. Um, just a cool, like, you know, orange hits, always a good thing. You can kind of see it's dirty as hell. So I I have not cleaned the white walls on it at all, but it's it's been raining quite a bit here. So kind of muddy anyway, not worth the time right now. But um, another cop from the outlet I know this might be very, uh, I don't know, controversial in the sneakerhead world, but Allbirds, Adidas. Guess how much I paid for these? I can't remember what retail was, like 80 bucks or 100 bucks or something. It wasn't expensive. I want to say twenty $24.99. $9.99. $9.99? No matter how much you might hate Allbirds. As a sneakerhead, which seems to be a common thing. Bring one just in, back up again. There's one of them in the sneakerverse. It, they're tied together, but uh, yeah. Well, that's why they were nine ninety. Super lightweight. <laughs> well, I mean, they're you know like, <laughs> I'm, they're I'm on the clearance rack, right? Um, but you know, like I don't know. Uh, I, I, you can't pass ten a ten dollar shoe. Like you just can't pass that up. Like even if I buy it, wear it once, see how it is, and like donate it, I feel like. I'm justified in spending $10. Yeah. Damn. Especially for something that's kind of interesting where it's like, Hey, that was a weird collab. Like, I mean, it's not important in sneakerhead world. A lot of people don't like all birds cause it's very generic and very tech bro and all of those stereotypes. But to see like, to see it for 10 bucks, I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't not give it a shot. So I'm going to wear those this weekend, hopefully and, and report back. That is a beautiful this platter to talk about a couple subjects today. But I mean, we can go two different routes. Adidas, um, 
they're really not afraid to it's like to work with other brands. So all birds, like you just said, very techie. They they get what tied into a lot with like Toms. They probably get tied yeah. into a lot of those all waterproof shoes. What are they called? Uh like the waterproof sneaker. I've been seeing them everywhere. Don't remember the name of them. Yeah. But you One know it starts with a V. Yeah. But you know, yep. that lumping of brands. Um Adidas not being afraid, right? They're not too big. I mean, to them also, it must be some level of like I am giant. You are comparatively not giant. So yeah. I'm not challenged by you. As said the yep. three stripes. Um, but. And, and honestly, like a step further, sorry to cut no, you please, off. Go a ahead. step further on that is like, you've got to, you've got to think that Adidas is probably more likely to be in a relationship with a smaller brand and then acquire that brand, whether they've invested in Allbirds or not prior to this, I actually do not know, mm -hmm. but it's, it reminds me of like, you know, Nike and SB in the early days, you know, investing in, uh, Xavier, right. Yep. Like that, that's kind of how these brands keep a finger on the pulse of like the world surrounding the sneakerhead or, you know, community, and to me, like, it's actually smart, right? Because, like, let's say Allbirds does expand into more, like, sneaker-focused designs at some point. Adidas already has a relationship with them. The odds of Nike coming along and saying, oh, we're going to acquire Allbirds when there's an Adidas Allbirds shoe out there is really probably less likely. Yeah. Because they've already kind of claimed that as a partnership. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting shoe. And, and I just thought, you know... It, that those are the reasons why I really was like, wow, one pair of shoes sitting on the back shelf at the Adidas outlet for 10 bucks in my size. I'd rather, I'd rather have it and be able to tell that story someday than not, you know? And so. it became an intro to a podcast episode, but I mean, exactly. Adidas. So Allbirds very small, very different. They just did a pre-order levels. Do I want to bring this up? A pre-order model collab with Clark's, which is another more, you know, Yep. Chuck beat Wallaby Chucker, you know, Chucka, um, you know, more of us like a, how do you even describe Clark's, right? I, I don't even want to say like city, but like dad's wearing, but also dad's definitely wouldn't wear them. It's like Clark's <laughs> yeah. is just a really interesting brand, but they did a double yeah. collab with Adidas and Kith on the pre-order model on a pair of campuses, which I believe are going to do slash did very well. It's pre-order. So who knows, but the gorgeous campus upper with just the only part of a Clark that in interests me, the outsole. So you have yeah. the good part I like and the good part of the bottom, like, and it's Kith. Like that's wasn't a, I said no, just because I'm trying to abstain a little bit, <laughs> but um, interesting. What do you think about that? It is Adidas. That's two different other shoe brands in the past like year. I think it's, I think it's cool, man. I think it's, you know, I think that Adidas as a business, you know, they've been struggling, you know, obviously losing the partnership with, with Kanye uh, and, and not knowing what to do with all those additional Yeezys, which has probably been beaten into the ground on this podcast and every other sneaker related conversation on the internet. It's, it's, they've got to be trying these different things, you know, and, and to, to what I was saying earlier is like, if you start to partner with somebody like Allbirds or Clark's, you know, like Clark's, I think Clark's is one of those few brands. That's a little bit more independent, you know, like uh, in that same vein of like, is this a, 
uh, a you know, like a, a dad shoe, a work boot, a hip hop staple, like that weird crossover. Like it's never really a sneaker, but it has ties to things that sneakerheads are into. Obviously, hip hop being the main thing there. Um, I think that it's really like cool to see them trying these types of things and doing the crepe sole. Like that's just a, you know, might as well, you know, you have those two technologies and, and, you know, younger me might've been like, yeah, don't fucking change the, don't ruin the Samba. Don't ruin the Clarks, the Wallaby or whatever it is. It's like, at this point, I kind of feel like we're, we're inevitably heading towards these things. I'd rather see the brands like Clarks and Adidas that have those two icons and then merge them than to see someone else take it and do it poorly to try to replicate what that would look like, if that makes sense. So I think that's, you know, it's, it's, it's good for them to be testing the waters all, all across the board, in my opinion, trying to find these new, you know, potential home run, you know, releases that, you know, you just never know what, what's going to pop off, especially like now. Right. Like, I think we're at, I think we're, we're kind of waiting to see what happens next and what the next big trend is. Right. We've had the dunks, we've had the Panda dunks, we've had the new balance wave is like obviously taking off. I think there's going to be still a little bit of that carrying on. And like, honestly, that's, that's a threat to Adidas's business. If you ask me, but I do think there's room for somebody to come in and be that new excitement in the sneaker game right now. You're on mute. I definitely am. So Clark's has been around for almost 200 years, founded by Cyrus and James Clark in 1825. So not a lot of uh, ego there, I don't believe, with working in Adidas. Very quickly, Adidas also working with Gucci. Gucci o' Gucci, no affiliation with the family at all anymore. But again, Adidas not being afraid to go really high, really low, really eco-friendly. Price aside, Yes or no, do you like the way the Gucci Adidas stuff looks? I think they did it the right way this time around. I think the first round was a little a little too Gucci heavy for me, but they embraced a lot of those legacy, you know, like the ZX8000, that like light blue with the yellow. If it wasn't for the price, you know, what, $800, $900? I can't remember. For the yeah. ZX. Obviously, that's not, I am not the target market for that. I might, I might spend that much money on shoes over the course of five or six pairs, but I definitely am not one to spend that kind of money on one single pair. It's a little although it is really nice looking. And I would imagine that the materials are probably have a wow factor to it that, you know, if you're if you're if you're at that level of spending on Gucci to begin with, now it's cool because you've got a, got sneakers to wear that don't look like cheesy, you know. Right remades because that's the biggest thing about Gucci shoes i think to, to you i and other sneaker heads like they're they're all right but this why would you ever buy a pair when you have other sneaker options yeah. now with the adidas partnership get a little bit of both what's incredibly funny is collab here collab here artist brand whatever it might be reebok has this recreational activities pack that has uh five shoes in it you can get all five shoes for less than the zx8000 and there's no cosign um uh, went went platinum without a feature like j cole um <laughs> but you know i think you know reebok does really really cool i'll die on this mountain um this hill um they did a really good like popsicle ice cream collab like last summer or two summers ago that no one ever yep. talks about but they do fun stuff like that while also having the no feature those packs so 
a lot of brands, I think Adidas and Nike specifically have fallen away from like releasing five, six colorways of theme thematically similar shoes and are focusing more on just, you know, dropping the hits with the collaborators, but you can get a nano X three for one sixty in this really cool kind of smoky colorway within, um, with a, Glow in the dark outsole. You can get a, a pump TZ, which is like the old school retro high top basketball for 180. The Beatnik, which I personally recommend for 130. Uh, um, LT Court for uh, 110, and the classic leather for 100. So yep. five different. You can play basketball, legitimately train, uh, lounge, and lounge in a more comfortable version two other times for the price of one zx8000 so yeah crazy yeah it's it's interesting right it's like they they've all kind of carved out like a little kind of unique space with sneakers right where like reebok i think reebok gets to have more fun than any of the brands oh yeah you know puma does that occasionally with some of the collabs obviously you think of the rick and morty stuff but like you know, and like, but Puma is kind of like, okay, well, we kind of cater to this like more European look and style with our like Ferrari, BMW, Mercedes, you know, partnerships. Nike is in the like, like extreme design ISPO world of like, we're just going to be out there doing crazy, crazy stuff and seeing what works. And Adidas is like, oh, we're going to test the limits of like collaborations and like what that looks like. So I think it's cool. And, and obviously like, you know, I think all those brands have have really kind of almost like found like sweet spots for themselves, at least for the time being. Right. Like that always changes every couple of years. And people are like, oh, those are dead. We're going to move on to the next thing. But I, it's it's kind of nice to see, you know, Reebok actually continuing to like do what I think is like more. Just more more thematic and more like, you know, like just like let's let's just take this a little bit further and have more fun with it. Right. Like when was the last time you saw nike make a five shoe thing like i can't even remember the last no. time they did a five shoe Actually, theme the, pack to have a nice what, day pack uh have a nike day um yeah. that's close but it's all air maxes um they don't go across different platforms anymore right i mean and they used to do that a all, lot with all the like, time all-star releases always would have five or six seven eight shoes sometimes but now i mean it really does <laughs> having fun with it is a great way of this describing Reebok is, I mean, some of them are just God awful ugly, but I mean, but they're God awful ugly. Cause they leaned so far into what they're working with that to me, a nerf pump isn't for Robbie at age 33. But if I'm like 16 and I've, they, they have a size 12 foot too. Shit, like that's that's fun to them, but like Nike's never Nike's nerf Kevin Durant pack, which is never going to happen again, you know. But like that's going to be way more serious. There's going to be a story and a you know an epilogue yep. to it, and you know a sneaker zap uh, foyer on a, a yeah. expose on nerf and the history of Kevin Durant. No, Reebok's like here's some goofy shoes. They're really fun. You like them? You do. You don't? They're on sale at one point. You might like them more at this price, but like, it's fun. It's all, it's all a lot of fun. Yeah. And you never know when one of those is going to just pop off. Right. That's the crazy part about it is like, I, I, I think of like, uh, you know, dunks, right? Like dunks are like the, the Nike shoe that the collaborator gets to go craziest on, right? Like a, a skate shop could come in there and create something completely wild and do an SB dunk. That's just off the wall. That's a bad yeah. statement when we're talking about sneakers, but you know what I mean? And I think about like 
you know, like I'm a big fan of like the biotech dunks. That shoe is ugly, but I love it. Like I, lo- I like, I think it works. Like I think that a lot of the, what the shoes work, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't think of them like 10, 15 years ago. We might not have thought of them as like a cool Cali dunk color theme, but yeah, like all that stuff is like not traditional. And I think Reebok's kind of embraced that in a, in a, for like this next era yeah. of sneakers, which like, is pretty we'll cool. make a white, green, and brown shoe. I don't care. <laughs> like he's like white, green, and brown. What? The, what? what? Um, but yeah. I mean, to kind of pivot a little bit, Nike's bringing back the foam posit, and that's in a bigger way, right? There's been a there's a white and black like all star penny colorway that PE sampled that didn't release. There's a red, like a metallic red foam posit that's releasing that looks like the good metallic reds, but these have like yeah. a leather overlay which is not what it's supposed to be really bothers me that it's leather, but there's all these foam posits coming and they've tried stuff like the fishing foam posit, you know, the, the, the meteor, I mean, the weather, the, the radar weather map stuff. Yeah. The weather. And when Nike yeah, tries yeah. to go that kind of fun, like Reebok, it's lambasted, right? Like nobody, yep. nobody likes it. Totally. But foam posits trying again. Are you interested? Is there a colorway that could come out in the next year and a half in foam posit that makes you buy a foam posit? Or I, I I like the foam posits. I've only owned one pair my entire life. It was the coppers. I got them. I, I traded a friend for for the pair and ended up selling them because they were just a, a little bit too small for me. Um, I I would definitely pick up a, a pair of foam posits. I wouldn't pay full retail for a foam posits just because, you know, typically when they come back, they're all over the place and a, and a handful of the colorways will go on clearance. But um, it may it, actually you brought up one thing that's really interesting. The foam posits. A lot of people don't look at that shoe and and even notice the leather on top of it. Right. Like unless you're really into sneakers or really into foams and you're talking about this stuff the way we are on a regular basis. It, I, one of the things that I made me think of is like they just uh, the news just came out. I can't remember who said it. Sorry, I shout out the site, but uh, saw that the bread fours are going to come back at the end of the year in leather. And that was conversation topic of conversation in the discord this morning. And I'm wondering, what do you think about leather bread fours? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, so I don't okay. I don't I didn't buy bread fours and I don't like bread fours because I don't like the material. OK, so if it's gotcha. leather, I mean, in all honesty, why? Why buy it? Buy it. I mean, likely not. But I mean. Foam posits are rough because, I mean, you brought up wouldn't paying full wouldn't wanting would not you wouldn't want to pay full price for them. But the only colorways I would want the Royals, right? The Royals are the only ones I can really think of like I want bad enough. I've owned foam posits in the past, no longer have any pairs. So for me to get back yeah. on that train, it has to be a Royal. And because of the state of sneakers, that's going to be not on sale in a size 13. So frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think Royals would be top for me too. Like I would, I would obviously love to have that pair. I would also just love to have like an all black pair or like one of those like anthracite colorways yeah. that came out a few years back that I, I should have picked you up. You cannot but, um, put the leather on a foot. Fo- yeah. And I'm not even a huge foam posit stand, but like, some it hit a weird tick with me. I wanted to talk about this like two episodes ago and we just never had a chance to, but yeah, seeing leather on like on the ice day area of a foam pause that was supposed to be that, that, that new buck dirt, not, not even full new buck. Right. It's like this, that little yeah. felt feeling. Oh my God. It drives me insane. Um, so let, let's end on one last thing that also drives me insane. And I feel like I'm in the minority here. The big bubble air max one, um, couple points 
did you care? Did you buy the the white red? And do you care? Would you buy if more colorways came out? I saw a couple leaked photos of other colorways using that shape. And all the comments is reading through. I'm like, oh, don't overdo this. Do one. Why you gotta blah 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 blah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Keep this shoe that's never been released until 2023 sacred. <laughs> that's what really gets me. Kind of like, oh, you're such a big bubble fan. Like, do you have a pair from '86 that are falling apart that never got released? Like, <laughs> you love them that much? Um, but like, yeah, do I didn't buy. Don't care. I would like to see other colorways, and I would buy at the employee store for 40 percent off. But I, I I don't care about it being a big bubble. Like the whole story, it's just like whoosh, over my head. What's your take on it? So I think I'm kind of in between the two extremes on that. Like I tried to get the the red ones. I think you know historically it's really important shoe. I kind of like to have all of those like stories to be like, oh yeah, this is the difference type of thing. Um. I would hate to see it become just another Air Max shoe. You know what I mean? Like to your point, like we see so many colorways of Air Max ones already. We see so many collabs. We see tons of colorways of the Air Max 90. We see tons of colorways of the Air Max 95. We see collabs across all those. Do we really need another shoe that looks so similar to the Air Max one? If Nike's like, hey, we're going to drop this because it's uh, anniversary year or whatever, and we're going to do it for the next 12 months. Cool. Run with it. Cut back the number of regular Air Max ones that you're dropping. So we're not just flooded with them. Um, but I don't know. I, I can also understand. Right. Like it's one of those things where like you. It, it does keep it special when it's when it's limited to a few colorways. Right. Like we've talked about it before in like the Jordan four is a good example. Like when the shoe first came out, you only had four choices, right? So, you know, when the, th when the threes came out, you only had a few choices. So like that kept it special for those years, obviously everything is completely different at this point, but it would be, it would be super weird if, you know, like all of a sudden there's a, a Kith, uh, you know, air max one big bubble, in a couple of months and like they try to frame some story around it when like the only real story that you're trying to tell with that shoe is the red colorway. It didn't work ori originally. Nobody believed it would work and they persevered and made some other version yeah. and that became popular. Right. So I mean, what's so what's super, I didn't think about this until you just said it, but you said a shoe so similar to the air max one, it is the air max one. Like a very easy yeah. example is like a LeBron, at any point when they were doing a postseason shoe, a LeBron seven and the LeBron seven PS are a different shoe. Like they are visually different. Are they really that different? No, but visually there are design cues that are that only exist on one and not the other. The big bubble yeah. is just like a busted. It's like bizarro Superman and Superman. It's like, yeah, bizarro Superman is a character. He's in the DC lineage, but he's just a busted looking Superman. That's not as strong. And it's like, why is that? a like, why is that a story? Now, see, like the, the, like the exception to that is like, if they were like, Oh, these were the, I don't, I don't remember how many actual original air max one colorways there are. Forgive me for yeah. not being the proper sneaker historian right now, but let's say there was, the the red joints the blue joints and like maybe three other colorways that they sampled back then 
in that case, yeah, make five big bubbles, make them all those original colors that you tried to do that didn't release. And cool, you're done with it. But like, it doesn't really make sense for them to do both an Air Max one and an Air Max one big bubble, because honestly, like the people that give a shit about the Air Max one big bubble in terms of like the importance to the story, they probably only care about one colorway, maybe two. If you consider the Royal blue version, because it would have been the women's version. Right. But otherwise, like you're just continuing to flood the market with a bunch of options that ultimately, I think it takes away from when good things come out from a model. Right. Yeah. Like we talked about, we've talked about, you know, not uh, obviously love Reebok and love questions have a massive amount of them. Many of them, thanks to Reebok, you know, but like, there are definitely times where I would love to see that shoe disappear for a little while. So I can find the love for it and come back to it and see like, Oh man, I really, I should have never let that pair get away. I should have, you know, like doubled up on that pair. Like, and you have to miss it at times in order to want it again. Oh, you have to, I mean, kind of what you're talking about, about the foam posits, right? Like if I know you and I don't have foams right now, but if Royal foams popped up on the sneakers app tomorrow, we would both be texting about it. Like, okay, Do you know anybody else that can enter for us to get a 13? You know, like that's just how it is. And I think that's that I hope from all the comments you're talking about, I hope that's how people are thinking about it because that's really the only way I can really justify it. Otherwise it just seems like people are just hating just to hate. If you think about this critically listeners, if you don't really miss a shoe that's retro, like why, why do you want, like you need to have a look at yourself and be like, why do you want it? Just so other people think it's cool. So it's like the status quo. So you can like, why? Cause if you don't with retro specifically new models, you can't miss it. It's, not, it's a new thing, but the air max one, I mean, I just sold mine like a, a four, three months ago. I had the 2017 pair. Didn't care. I mean, I don't, I don't miss these, right? I just had them and let them go. Um, but what's really kind of interesting is Nike actually didn't like, charge an extra 50 bucks for the big bubble it says 150 here and then like the air max one premium like super premium stuff is like 160 so like yeah they actually didn't i figured they were going to do a nike thing and make it more expensive but it's just like Wait, why that definitely makes me think they're going to do a bunch more colors oh, right dude, they're going to do whatever it costs <laughs> i mean my, my big thing is like i guarantee you there wasn't going to be an Air Max big bubble till about a year and a half ago. They were making the <laughs> trillionth Air Max one of the year and somebody just messed up the midsole. They messed up the tooling <laughs> and they're like, oh crap, we have like 300,000 of these like kind of wrong midsole toolings. Uh, story time. Like, why didn't Kennedy, where you at, bro? We need, we need, we need to, we need to spin this. <laughs> God, oh, one man. day. Could I you imagine if that's somebody. how all of the like prototype things happen, where they like just accidentally remade something that looked like a prototype? I mean, we find out some like we need like a, a Tinker Hatfield tell-all book of like, no, these are all sketches that I drew like when the shoe was released, not not back in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I drew the sketch to match the, the story that we had to force. I mean, nowadays it's all just a, like a digital rendition of like a desk yeah. that was Tinker's with a sketch of an Air Max yep. that. Definitely somebody in 2023 drew the entire thing and they photoshopped <laughs> it all together. So like, but no, I'm, that's my big conspiracy theory is like, they just fucked up some Air Max one midsoles and they had a lot of them and they're like, this climate, we cannot take this loss. Um, so we're repurposing because when you just look at it and again, this is just 
revisionist history because we know what the Air Max One looks like. The, it sits on the shoe like the tooling doesn't fit the back of the shoe right, in my opinion. Like it, it doesn't. It looks like somebody, uh, one of the great customizers out there in the world, looks like, oh shit, I'm gonna put a, a, an Air Max ninety five midsole on. You know this Air Max? No, that's, that's too crazy. <laughs> you know, uh, like an Air Max stab on on an Air Max ninety, right? It's just like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It rubs me the wrong way. I don't like it. End topic. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think. Drop a comment. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a review and let us know if you're listening on Apple podcasts or Spotify or wherever else. Um, but you know, most importantly, just hop in the discord. Like we can have this discussion in the discord with a bunch of folks. Uh, I, I definitely think there's uh there's some there's some good debates to be had about this, and I think we'll probably continue to have some as the new colorways come out, too, because it's one of those things that I think I was actually surprised how opinionated people were around the big bubble Air Max actually coming out. So. Why did Kennedy? Again, there's like people are going to talk about this. You. <laughs> You're going to sell more Air Max ones now and more Air Max one big bubbles in the next nine months. So I'm Robbie. You can find me at Conspiracy Theories. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. Uh, make sure you're following at Sneaker History on all major platforms. Everything. We're just about on everything. So thanks for listening, folks. Catch on the next one. Peace. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.